Welcome to Gadgets for Families, the tech podcast for the family CTO or chief technology officer, that's you by the way, and everyone else who wants to get more out of their lives through tech. I'm your host, Jay Benjamin. And I'm your host, Greg Cunningham. Thanks again for joining us this week. Well, it's summertime here in the Benjamin home. You know, the kids are home from school uh, and it's going to be a challenge keeping them quiet. Even on a normal day, it's a challenge keeping them quiet. So Greg does an awesome job at editing us and and, uh, working his magic to take out all of the little background noises, you know, and, and things that you hear. But this is what we've been warning you about from the start. The next few weeks are going to be a challenge, right? Greg may be recording at the campsite. We're going to see how that goes. Uh, again, the kids are home. This is the um, first night of a family sleepover that, <laughs> that my daughter's having with her cousins. So uh, it's going to be challenging. And me and Greg, we're up for that challenge. So, Yeah, I mean, I've got my window open, staying open. And unless they really start construction next door, but I've got construction on the freeway on one side and construction on a new house on the other side. So um, if you want perfect audio, yeah, this this isn't it. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, we'll, we'll get there. But this is what we've been warning you about. So the next few episodes, uh, uh, you may be hearing some some extra background audio. So this week's episode, we're going to talk about. Uh, Apple's family management and the uh, the benefits of managing managing a multi device home, or office, or your roommates, or whoever your clients are. You know, uh, this is is basically just you, your device, and and multiple devices. So you may be asking, it's just me and my wife. We don't have any kids. Why should we use family management or family sharing? Right. So stick around this episode, and we'll explain exactly why you should be using this. I like calling it family management, except for the fact that my family is completely unmanageable. But uh, <laughs> uh, Apple's done a really good job of putting in tools that makes it easy and worth it to set up families, even if they aren't your direct relatives, like you were just saying. It almost always makes sense to use these features. So yeah, I would definitely stick around for this. Yeah, yeah. And as usual, in the post show, if you guys want to stick around and just geek out with us a little more. We're going to have a deep dive and we're going to talk about some subscription things. We're going to talk about uh, just a a further deep dive into uh, uh, what exactly we use family management and stuff for. So um, anytime you guys want to hang out with us uh, after the main show, um, um, you can get more information there. So before we get started, if you haven't already, uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe or the follow button in the podcast player you're listening to. Or if you're listening on the web, just open your favorite player, search for Gadgets for Families, and then hit the, uh, hit the button there. Uh, we can also be found on Twitter, Instagram at GDGTS4FMLS. So that's the number four, not F-O-R. So Gadgets for Families abbreviated. Uh, there we're going to post tips, tricks, episode reminders, uh, aha moments. We're going to have some video clips posted and, uh, th- you know, things like that. So you can also check us out on our YouTube channel. We posted some shorts. We're still working on a few things that that uh, we want to use the channel for, but that can be found at youtube.com forward slash at GDGTS for FMLS. All right, Greg. So how's everything been going this week? Do you have any, any updates for us or, or anything we want to catch up on? 
I got in a camping trip, first one of the season. That was a big deal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How did it was, go? It was good. I was happy to be there. I even did a full day of work. And by the way, I'm not completely sold on tethering as my yeah. choice for internet when I've got to work like that. So we'll see. At one point, I was getting like 30 kbps per second. Not okay. 30 megabytes, 30 kbps. Yeah, yeah which... Yeah. Which do, is like, good enough to run a calculator game. on, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, but rebooted the phone, then that came back pretty good. But I got to figure that out. I don't know if I'll figure it out before next week's trip or not. Next week's supposed to be a vacation, so I won't worry about it yeah. too much. But it was good. And for if you haven't, uh, nobody's listened to it. The podcast episode of Leaders Lift that I'm releasing this week, I talk about the need to take care of ourselves and replenish. And oh, I yeah. mentioned in there how camping is my go-to but camping with the grandkids i love to do it but is not replenishing it's yeah. kind of like break even because it's so much work and they went with us but it was good because mm -hmm. they got to spend a whole bunch of time with my mom so that was pretty okay. cool um i surprised you i got in a bike ride that you didn't realize that was yeah, the kind yeah. of riding I do, huh? <laughs> so I thought it was just, and I've known you, you've rode for years now, but I thought it was just, I'm going to jump on the bike and I'm going to ride around the block a couple of times. <laughs> and uh, when I got the notification Saturday, uh, yeah, it was Saturday, I was like, wow, this, this is some serious, like, are you training for something? Or <laughs> Nah, it's just, so for me, and if you want more details on this, go listen to Leaders Lift. You'll hear all of this stuff about, how I recharge my batteries and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I just like to get out and ride. And that one's a ride that I've done a whole bunch of times. It's close to where my mom lives. Um, and then uh, next week, you know, I'll be up camping at our favorite campground, which has all kinds of bike rides, if I can get to them. Um, yeah. We'll see, because there's some places in Utah that still have 30 feet of road, uh, 30 feet of snow on the mountain pass roads. So they haven't even attempted yeah. to clear them. Yeah, so I may not be able to get up to my epic ride, but I'll have some other long ones. But that one of the reasons I wanted to bring that up is so last week in our episode about Apple Watch, I mentioned that I was going to invite Jason to share activity with me. So that's one yeah. of the Apple Watch health features where you can kind of compete against each other. I don't like to do the competitions, but you know, I've got three or four people on my watch that'll tell me when they work out. And they'll be told when I work out or hit my goals and all that kind of stuff. So it's a little bit of that gamification that we talked about last yeah, week. So, yeah. And Greg and was then, actually uh, not sure if I accepted the, uh, <laughs> the invite because yeah. he hadn't got any notifications from me. <laughs> I've been too deep into uh, The Legend of Zelda to, to complete any, uh, any of my rings. So uh, he was a little surprised when I was like, good job. That was, a, that was a really awesome ride. And he was like, oh, wait, you accepted the invite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the yeah. other thing I wanted to bring up, and I think this is sort of relevant. So I was at my mom's and my uncle and my grandma and my mom all live together. Um, mm -hmm. And my uncle just got a Pixel Pro, the new Pixel Pro. Okay. And uh, so I'm not a big fan of Android, um, but I... I'll explain why I got to hold it, but um, that hardware is pretty nice. So, I mean, it feels, I mean, it used to be that nothing Android was as high of quality as the, as the iPhones, right? But mm -hmm. that Pixel Pro and I would imagine the high-end Samsungs are, are right up there. So that was pretty cool. But what I think is relevant, and I'll talk about one of my wish lists for WWDC, but 
he was having issues. He had been fiddling with it for a week, and all of a sudden, the home phone there was going straight to his voicemail. So, like, nobody from the home phone could call him and actually talk to him. It would go straight to voicemail. And then for some reason, when my mom would text or call him, it was showing up as a real-time text. The RTT, it's the accessibility function, right, where Mm -hmm. if you can't hear, then it turns a phone call into text, and you just relays the phone call back and forth. It used to be whatever they used to call it, right? We used to have that phone at the bank where it was, you put the phone on this special receiver, and it would spit out the words on a screen and then you would type back and that's how you would interact with people that needed help that were hard of hearing. So Yep. Yep. I had but a couple I got of calls to, back in the day like that. Yeah. So I spent about a half hour helping him get that and had to reset the routing settings and all of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And the reality is that Android's not a bad thing. It's just so customizable, right? There's just so much that you can do with that. And so it was easy for him to get himself into quote unquote trouble. Because yes. right, there were just so many things to fiddle around with. And um, so we got it fixed, but that was pretty cool. So um, the big news that came out of that, though, is that I need to go back to the iPhone Max. I need the larger <laughs> phone because that's a big phone, right? It and is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I'll be going back to the Max phone in the fall. Okay. Okay. So the build quality on the, on the Pixel Pro, though, is really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. How about you? Uh, I, I want to hear about this note in here about um, being outsmarted by a 12-year-old because I got to get ready for that, right? With my grandkids starting to yeah. come on these ages. Yeah, so, you know, and <clears throat> just like our parents, you know, raising us, we were a little more tech savvy. We were a little more um, on top of the uh, the trends and stuff. But, you know, this generation, this phone was, th- these kids were basically born with phones in their hands, right? So. You know, even if they're not like on the uh, the tech support side or just trying to gain more knowledge and technology, they still figure out ways to, you know, stay ahead of the curve. Right. So we have a, a screen time set on, on all of the devices. Um, we do monitor his uh, or, or not really monitor. We, we kind of we do monitor it, but we limit his social media. Right. Mm-hmm. I give him two hours a day. Um, <laughs> even though he constantly spams us for requests after the time is up, he still wants another hour, another 15 minutes and things like that. So I don't remember if this was after our cruise last September, but, um, and, and we can, we can go into this later in, in the deep dive, but one of the, um, uh, the things that, that frustrates me is, is screen time when you, uh, when the device is not. In cellular range, it, it acts wonky, right? Requests don't go through. Uh, uh, you approve requests. They don't go, they, they don't go through. Or whenever they, you do get signal, it doesn't completely uh, function right. It's just when all the devices aren't uh, are connected. So when we go on a cruise, I usually turn them off, right? So, uh, so everyone will have access to whatever they need while, you know, while we're out. So I don't remember if I, I turned it back on or off, but we noticed a couple of weeks ago that his YouTube usage was really high, <laughs> like really high. And uh, like, you know, I can go through Instagram will be 30 minutes and he'll divide his two hours up between all of the, all of the different platforms. But YouTube was still, you know, really high. And it occurred to me that it wasn't a YouTube app. It was YouTube 
in Safari, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, what's going on with this? So it turns out, um, he knew my the screen time passcode, <laughs> and he went in and added YouTube as a approved site, like like an always approved site <laughs> with no limits. With no limits, with no limits. So out of the control. So, you know, even for the tech guys, you know, uh, anyone who's who's had this experience, uh, you know, we still run into that constant, you know, just trying to stay ahead of the game or whatever. So when I was telling my wife, I didn't fuss at him. You know, I did tell him, hey, I I found what you did. You know, he kind of gave me that smirk like, you know, like, OK, the jig is up, you know. But I was telling my wife, like, hey, I didn't know whether to be upset or impressed that, yeah. <laughs> that he actually got out, uh, over on me for, you know, however many months since, uh, uh, since the last time. And, yeah, yeah, he, he went in and he added YouTube as an approved site <laughs> uh, uh, on the uh, always allow list in the, uh, in the uh, Safari settings. So it was that and it was another site that I deleted before I actually looked up the site. But he said it was it was uh, like a um, um, what is it uh, the the site with the it's like a forum right. Discord it was like Discord yeah. it was like another version of Discord him and his friends were were on it using it for work and stuff and I didn't investigate that I should have but um, I just yeah. uh, I just deleted them both and and, and moved on so. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, you guys, it's it's gonna be a constant challenge. I'm pretty sure he's already working on the next way to try to, you know, uh, uh, sneak one by on his parents. But I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I, if you're if you're going, oh boy, just stick with the podcast. We'll get you through it. Today will be a great start for you setting up the basic stuff, and then I would recommend you use the feedback form if you say, hey, I can't figure out how my kid did x we'll do our best to help you we've seen we've seen a lot we've seen a lot so yeah yeah and and you know i mentioned before you know i have a uh a a 23 year old and then i have a 12 year old so we we and then the, the grandkids and my my daughter's seven so uh we've seen it at all ages you know the kids always they're gonna always try to see how far they can get you know, with, with parents. So, yep. But it's, uh, it's removed. So he's back to his regular limits and, <laughs> and not happy about it. Yeah. Not happy about it. But we do notice when those limits hit with both of the kids, they go outside more. So if you're looking to, um, to get your kids more active, then yeah, this, this episode may set you in the right direction because we notice as soon as those limits hit and they send a request, if we, uh, uh, don't approve it and they they have to find something else to do they get up and they go outside you know my son he skateboards and and uh my daughter she'll go out back or she'll take her skates and and so yeah this this may be a good idea all right so that was it uh as far as uh everything that's been going on this week the car is ready i I mentioned uh my my wife's truck the uh, engine blew in it so he did uh uh, Texas morning, he said it was ready, so we're gonna go and pick that up here after the after we finish recording. So, in the uh, in the headlines this week, well, actually last week, we have uh, some new 3D scans of the Titanic. So, 
a 3D mapping company named Magellan, of all things, <laughs> recently mm. released some ultra high quality 3D scans of the Titanic. So, and as we all know, the Titanic famous ship, it sank on its maiden voyage back in 1912. Uh, it was rediscovered again by Captain Ballard and uh, it was in 1985. So it, it, it's, uh, it's been underwater for, you know, for, for, uh, um, close to a hundred years now. So, uh, no, over a hundred years. And, um, it never ceases to amaze people, right? We've had tons of movies and, and, uh, uh, every new, uh, uh, expedition that they do to the bottom, they bring something back or some new images. Well, um, all the images that we've been getting all of these years have been just either a photo mosaic or, uh, a, an artist rendering of, of what the Titanic looks like, right? There's, there's been no, like the most famous pictures that we know, um, uh, they're all artist paintings. I, and I forget the name of the artist, but, uh, really famous, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh artists that put these together. And, um, <clears throat> we've just been going by those, what we think the ship looks like, right? So this is different. So this is actually thousands and thousands of 3D and uh, 4K images pieced together to create a 3D model, right? So we actually get, um, you know, basically like Google Maps, but like a 3D kind of kind of thing. And um, this looks, it looks breathtaking, right? And and uh, we'll include the link in the show notes. So I, I really encourage you guys to go take a look. You can even see down the hatches on on some of the uh, uh, some of the parts of the ship. Uh, you can't see anything down there, but you can actually see uh, like holes in the deck and things like that. So the crazy thing is, and, and you know what really stood stood out to me was the bow of the ship, which is the most famous part that you always see in like images and stuff. It looks exactly like some of the artist renderings, right? And some of the HD video that's from before, we can see that it's pretty much in the condition that we expected it to be in, right? There's there's just more detail when it comes to that. Right. So, but the, uh, the aft part of the ship, right. The, uh, uh, the, the back part, this doesn't look anything like <laughs> any of the artist renderings or whatever we, 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 we've been seeing all over the years. Now, again, we've had 3d scans or like those sonar scans where the ship is at the top on the, uh, on the surface and it's shooting like a, a sonar thing down and it kind of gives a, um, uh, you know, like a, just a, a, a rough image of, of what it may looks like what it may look like but this is like detail you can see pieces of the ship crane uh decking that tore off and it's just kind of like peeled like a banana peel that's laying over and you can really see the the, the devastation in like high detail it, it's really awesome and um uh, again we we really encourage you guys to check it out we'll have that show note but again the company's called magellan or you can just google magellan 3d scans and uh really see the titanic in this current condition it's, it's really cool yeah, I mean that stern. I'm just looking at those images. It looks like it was just destroyed. Yes. I I mean I don't know if you didn't know it was a boat. I don't know what you'd think it was, especially the <laughs> center section there, because it doesn't yeah. look like anything I would recognize. Yeah, yeah. And these are these are the best images so far that uh that's came you know out. Um, well, this came up. <laughs> Excuse my pun. But uh, this came up from the uh, the Titanic since uh, since the original discovery, you know, or rediscovery back in uh, 1985. So really, really cool thing there. 
So another thing, you remember uh, the uh, My Photo Stream? So yep. that's the thing. That's the thing your grandparents used to uh, <laughs> before iCloud came out. You know, um, we always talk about the the, uh, the times we remember before all of the uh, these new features and stuff that we've been accustomed to using. You know, how did we get view photos taken on our phone, on our iPad or our Mac or whatever? So one of the service was the um, the My Photo Stream. So Apple's going to shut down. Uh, the service on July 26, 2023. So this year is going away. So no one's going to lose any photos or anything like that. So th there's no, no, no need for alarm. If you're using iCloud and all of your photos are safe, this is for people who um, maybe have the same device or devices that, that predate iCloud and uh, we're using the, uh, the photo stream app. Um, if they're used to viewing those pictures on like an iPad or a Mac or something like that, then just go ahead and hit save and just save those pictures there. Um, that way you don't lose anything. But again, if you've been using iCloud, there's no need for alarm. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes. Apple's got what it is, and then they've also got links on uh, how to transition. So we'll put that in the show notes too. Okay. And you know what? I actually forgot to put the, the, uh, the link there. Did you find the link? Yep, we got to I got put it. that in the end. Okay, good. Yeah, we're good. good. Okay. So, and this week's tech, tiny tech tip is going to be uh, creating shared albums in, um, in photos. So, real quick story. Uh, whenever we have a family event, let's say, uh, like Greg just had a, a couple of graduations last week, and, and uh, the same with... Uh, 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 you know, my nieces and, and some of my cousins and stuff like that. So our group family group chat, um, they're usually excessively large because of uh, everyone texting all of the pictures. You know, my wife took 20 pictures. My niece took 20 pictures. My sister-in-law took 30 pictures. They all text them. And we always have to end up deleting that chat. Um, the same and half space of the on pictures the are the same too, right? Because <laughs> three the same. cameras <laughs> taking the same picture and all of them end up in this group chat. And people don't realize that the better the camera gets, the more yes, space the, file. the photos take up. So Yep, yep, definitely, definitely. So I, I mentioned that Greg doesn't have this problem because he always opts for the largest capacity on any device that he buys. But for us normal people, you know, space saving is, is always a big deal. So as, as far as um, photo management goes, then I think creating a shared album would probably be the, uh, the best thing for you guys, right? So when you create the album, you can add who you want into the album, right? So you can, I can share this with my sister-in-law, with all of my nieces, my, my nephew, uh, some of my cousins and stuff. And instead of me having to send them the picture, or I, I was going to say physically send, but, you know, texting the picture, meaning that that storage is going to be taken up on their device, too. They can view these pictures in the, uh, the shared album, and then they can have access to download the ones they want, or, you know, pick and choose and only save the ones that uh, that they want to have rather than having to wait to that that group chat gets to 10 gigabytes and their phone saying they're out of space and then having to delete everything. Right. Or at the last minute, yeah. go through and say, hey, I want to go back and save these these things. So uh, creating a share uh, a photo is easy. So <clears throat> in the uh, photos app, all you have to do is go to the albums tab. You know, it's it's uh, along the, uh, the left hand side. Um, 
you're going to hit that plus button to uh, to add a new shared album and then uh, you'll name it. Let's name it graduation just for uh, an example. And then you'll choose the people you want to invite. So that'll be all of the contacts. Now, this will work with Android users uh, or anyone on, on any platform just in a limited capacity. Right. You won't get all of the uh, all of the um, the ease of use features and the. Uh, uh, you know, it won't be wrapped in a good package like like the Apple users would, but they still would be able to view and save those photos if they want. So, um, yeah, yeah, a couple yeah, of so things, Jason, just I know you're looking at your iPad and giving those instructions. So if you're doing it on mm -hmm. your iPhone, the albums, the tabs are along the bottom. So albums is down along the bottom. So instead of on the left it hand is. side and it, then, right. but it, after that, it's the same process. And then the thing about Android users, one, um, uh, it just, it just becomes more complicated. So the Android users can access anything in your iCloud photo library that you share with them. But they're going to do it on through a web browser. Right. Yes. So basically, if you share an album with them, they're going to get a link to it. And I don't think they're going to get all the notifications that Apple users will get, like every time a new photo is uploaded and all of that kind of stuff. So um, I think it's really just I can go in and see the album when I'm on the web. So people are using that on iPhones. I thought everyone used an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, Jason, you're, you're right. you like to try and fit that 12.9-inch iPad Pro in your pocket to carry around, but... I would, um, I would. <laughs> yeah, and so I would think about it this way. What you're going to do is you're going to end up... You're not actually going to share them in the album, right? They're not going to be a member of the shared album. You're actually going to hit share like you would a photo, and mm -hmm. basically it creates an iCloud link. So if you and I were sharing, let's say I had 15 photos that I wanted to share you, like the other day I sent you a bunch of pictures from my bike rides. But if I had tried to send all of those in one, Apple would have automatically recognized, hey, that's a really big file. Let's just create an ad hoc photo library in the cloud and send Jason the link and he can access it. And so I think it's the similar technology that's going to happen if you've got folks that are... Um, that are in your circle that are Android users too. So that's how I think it works there. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll be able to participate just in a limited capacity. Yep. But. All right. So, and that, that's it for uh, uh, our tiny tech tip. And um, so I guess we'll, we'll jump into the main part of the show, Rick, you want to. Yeah. You want to go over anything before? No, I think we're good. Let's talk about family management and uh, let's get folks set up if they're not using this and help them understand why and what the benefits they'll get out of it. And then um, this will be a good refresher for me too because um, you know, at some point my grandkids are going to be coming up to the point where they need more than just these tablets that they have right now. And either I'll be helping my daughter set up her family and yep. make sure it's set up good or I'll be doing it myself, one of the two. So yeah, let's do yeah. it. I'm sure you'll be doing it. <laughs> so what exactly is, is family uh, management or family sharing? You know, I think for most people, they think, oh, if this is just parental controls and they just don't want to bother with it. Right. I, I think a lot of people, a lot of parents. Um, for, you know, most devices, especially game systems and stuff, they make it so complicated. They don't want to deal with it. So 
But this is more than that, right? So think of it not only as a way to manage people in, in the family, but also manage devices too. So yes, it does have parental controls, but what it does is it allows actually, uh, it, it allows up to five members to share things like music, app purchases. You can share iCloud storage. So everyone's not uh, just, you know, stuck with their, their, their free five gigabytes that they give you, right? You can combine, combine all of these things into a single uh, subscription if you want. We'll, we'll talk about some more of that in the, uh, in the deep dive. And also you can view and track devices uh, just in case one gets lost and stolen or stuff like that. So it's, it's more than just parental controls. It's, it's a way to manage people and devices in your, in your household, right? Yeah. You know, before we dive into this... Um... Jason and I have some very definite thoughts about using these kind of features and about guiding our family members. And in this case, we're mostly talking about our kids, but mm -hmm. in, in guiding our family members in their usage of technology. Um, I was listening to a podcast earlier today. I'll talk about it a little more when it comes to screen time, but there is just so much out there. And we've already talked about the research on how social media can have such a negative impact on youth right and yes i've had raised my family but i also spent over a decade working with 12 to 18 year old young men in church right and so i've seen a lot of this kind of stuff and so we have some different definite opinions and i know not everybody's going to share those opinions that's fine okay um we're going to share what our opinions are we're going to share how we use this stuff but i do want to point out that we're not doing this um, to remove freedoms, right? To no. abuse some of these kinds of things. And um, I know it sounds like, well, I'm controlling how, you know, Jason already talked about this and I used to do the same thing. We're controlling how much social media time our kids can have. That sounds like we're taking away freedom, but it's not, right? I mean, what we're trying to do is teach proper usage of these yes. things. So a real quick story, um, this is not in the notes, but Several years ago, we took 110 youth, uh, or 120, whatever it was, number of youth on a church history tour, and there was this mm -hmm. huge argument about letting them take their mobile devices with them, right? These are teenagers, okay. 14 to 18, and you're going to tell them no, they can't yeah. take their phones, <laughs> right? I said, well, the problem is they're going to end up in their luggage anyway. They'll sneak them in, and mm -hmm. then you also lose an opportunity to teach them that there are times where it's appropriate to use them. And there's times when it's not, right? Yes, use yeah. it to capture photos. Yes, use it to communicate with your friends. Hey, we're at a point right now where we're going to have a discussion where your mobile device is not appropriate. Please put it away. So that's what we ended yeah. up doing. And I worked with some of those same youth for years after that. We never had a problem with them knowing when and when, when to use and when not to use their devices. And okay. so that, this is the same concept. So... Um, this is about teaching these young kids how to do this. Now, that being said, families don't have to just be with your kids. It could be with anyone. And so this is not about trying to control or monitor someone without their knowledge or consent, not our intention. The same thing could mm -hmm. be said for things like air tags or other trackers where they've been used for stalking and other purposes. That's yeah. not what they're designed to be used for. So what I will say, don't use this stuff to be creepy or exercise control when it's not needed or appropriate. With that disclaimer, I'm going to take just a minute and I'll talk you through how I handle this with my kids 
and how I would handle this if I was setting it for someone that's not my kid, just another yeah. adult in the family. So when, uh, when we started giving our kids phones, they knew what they were getting into. They knew that they would have very little privacy and that any time I could ask for the device and review what they had been doing with it, right? Mm -hmm. This was pre-Apple family sharing, oh, yeah. right? Pre all of these <laughs> yeah. services. So I knew their password. I knew how to get into all their accounts and all that kind of stuff. That was a conversation we had. Now, some parents may choose not to do that and want to just give complete freedom. That's up to you, right? But that's what we did. With Apple's tools for families, it's not nearly as difficult as it used to be. So when I was younger, I would check stuff more often. As I got mm -hmm. older, I started checking less and less. And my youngest just graduated from high school. He's 18. And I told him he could remove the lake location sharing if he wanted to do that. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. And he's like, I don't care. Yeah. He just shrugged his shoulders. And my older son, that's 24, he's graduating college in December. He still has his turned on too. He yeah. just doesn't care, right? So to me, this is less about the tech and more about conversations and expectations, right? If you're giving a 10-year-old a phone and saying, sky's the limit, do whatever you want, to me, that's just a <laughs> recipe for... Disaster. disaster. You're going to end up dealing with many more problems. I think it's way more pragmatic to say, we're giving you a phone. I've locked it down. You can only get to the things I want you to get to. You can only call and text the people I'm putting in that phone. And mm -hmm. mom and dad and siblings and grandma and grandpa, they're all in there. And if you want me to add somebody, you come to me and we have a conversation. So yeah. again, it's all about that kind of stuff. Now, if I was setting this up for, say, a grandparent or my mom, which I may eventually have to do, right, um, the way they use their devices, I'd sit down and do the setup, and we would agree on which features we used and which ones we didn't. So this is not about me dictating to them what they want to do that. And at any point yeah. in time, my kids could have said, I don't want to deal with that. And I could have said, okay, you don't get a phone, right? And yeah. in this case, yeah. if my mom said, well, I don't want you doing any of that stuff, then it's okay, well, then you're back on your own, right? I mean, so there are choices here. This is not about forcing any of this kind of stuff. And so right. I don't think that's abusing this stuff, right? There's clear expectations up front. We know exactly what we're getting into. You already talked about it. Your son knew he had restrictions. He just wanted yep. to find a way around them, right? <laughs> um, so, and other things in here, like all adults, parents, they have the right to turn off location tracking anytime they wish. So like my 18-year-old can turn it off now if he wants. Same yep. thing with my 24-year-old. You don't have to share website or search history. You don't have to share purchases. And you can remove yourself anytime from the device or group if you don't want to be a part of it and then just deal with it on your own, right? And so we're yeah. talking about being the CTO of the family group here that we're talking about, whether it's mm -hmm. just you or it's you and a bunch of friends or whatever the case may be. So again, I, I, I do want that disclaimer. Don't use this stuff to be abusive. Um, but I think you do need to use it. And it's yes. all about conversations and why are we setting up what and helping your kids understand. The other example I use, um, not to go too much longer, but the other example I use is if you want to restrict your kids from getting the pornography, let's say, mm -hmm. so you set up all of this stuff on your home router so that nothing can get through it. Yeah. What happens when they walk out the door? If you haven't taught them about why they shouldn't be accessing that stuff exactly. or how to avoid exactly. it or what to do when they're exposed to it, because they will be, you can put all those protections in there, but as soon as they walk out the door, 
it's gone. So you've got to teach. Yeah. And that's what I think these tools are designed to do, are to teach responsibility, to teach how to use the technology for good, and to get them prepared to be out on their own. So anyway, there's my, uh, uh, however long that was, uh, <laughs> monologue on, on all this stuff. No, no, no. And I think, I think it needs to be said because, um, again, parental controls on so many devices are so complicated that parents don't want to deal with it, right? So it's either all open or all locked down, right? We get the opposite. Yeah. Someone is just, I want to have complete control over everything. Um, this is not for either of those scenarios. Yep. You know, it, this is about um, teaching people, teaching your kids or, or teaching um, your, your, your clients, we'll, we'll just call them clients, yeah. how to be safe, how to make better decisions on, on device. I mean, I think that's really impressive. You, uh, your son, you know, he's 18 now. He can make that decision. And, and he's like, eh, you know, he, that just goes to show that he's not out of control, you know, in, in the first place. He's not, you know, basically Billy the Kid on his devices and things like right. that. It's like, you know, I don't care if you're still, you know, monitoring me or you can still see my location. I'm not doing anything, you know, that I, that I shouldn't be doing. You know, that's, that's great. I, I hope and pray that my two, you know, get to that, <laughs> get to that level. You know, not that you're, you're, you're even interested in tracking his location and all of that, right? Location tracking is more of a safety thing, right? Yeah. It, it's, and, and again, you can pick and choose, right? My kids, they can't see my location. Not that they want to track me anyway. I can see both of their location. My wife can see my location and uh, I can see hers. And we can pick and choose who, we, who can track and, and who can see uh, my grandson, who is in Oklahoma, who is a part of our family group. I can't track his location. And I'm the family organizer, but I turn that feature off on purpose, right? I, I don't have a need to see where, he, I mean, you know, he's not driving anywhere on his own, you know, he's two years old. So I don't have a need to track his mom or his dad to see where they are when he's with them. So I turned that off. That was my decision to turn that off. So you can pick and choose who tracks who. And uh, again, like Greg said, there's no uh, search or, or web history or things like that to be, uh, to be tracked. And if you're an adult um, in, the, uh, in the group, you can take yourself out at any time. Uh, and you don't have to share purchases and things like that. So, no, no, I think it's, it was said well. I think uh, it, it needed to be said. And um, um, I'm glad we, uh, we clarified that for everyone. So who should be using Family Manager or families or, or, um, or, or family sharing? You know, uh, basically that, that name, it, it was confusing from the start. So, <laughs> but we'll just call it Family Manager. Uh, so I feel anyone that's that's more than just their personal device right so this can be a single mom and her only child or her two children or something like that you know a guy and his significant other partner or whoever you want to call them or or you know the traditional husband and wife with their small village of, of children you know uh, uh that all have multiple devices right so even if it's just a two adult household you know i'll give this example you know it's a, a wife and her and her husband, they both have iPhones, right? Uh, but they also have a MacBook that he uses for, uh, you know, school or something like that. And they have an Apple TV in the living room, right? Not a ton of devices, but, and, and this is not the typical family structure, you know, with the, the wife, husband, and kids and, and things like that. But 
that's already four or five devices right there, right? They can benefit off of using the, the family sharing, right? They can use things like the photo albums that we mentioned in the tiny tip, the, uh, the shared albums, uh, viewing those, al uh, those pictures and stuff on the Apple TV is a really good fit, uh, feature that we didn't include in the, uh, in the tech tip. But, you know, they both take pictures with their phones while they're out. They get home and the screensaver, they can see all of those pictures automatically there without doing anything. That's a, that's a really cool feature. So anyone that uh, has to manage multiple devices in, in a household should be using this feature. So, uh, Greg, do you think anyone else? Or? Nah, you got more than one person or multiple devices, you better at least look into it and figure out yeah. which parts of it you need to use. Uh, I mean, I even think about it. Sometimes people don't want their Apple TV, let's say, to have all of the same stuff as their iPhone. So they yeah. may use two Apple IDs, right? Which is mm -hmm. fine. So you could have one set up because now <clears throat> these devices are so intertwined that you can't help but your preferences from one bleed yes. into everything else where your <laughs> account is set up, right? So if you want that Apple TV to be completely different, set up a free account, add it under your family share, set it up the way you want, and all of your preferences won't bleed over, but you'll still have access to all the cool stuff we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So really cool feature. So let's talk about some of the benefits of a family manager and, uh, or, or family sharing. And, and this will may help people to, to, to decide. So the first one I have on the list is device management, right? So <clears throat> This is so you can see all of your devices and their statuses on the phones, right? On the, on the device that you're looking at. So this includes all of the uh, iPhones, iPads, the Macs, anything else that, uh, that's associated with the, uh, with the iCloud accounts, right? So <clears throat> when I say anything else, I mean things like your AirPods and, and uh, you know, Apple TVs and things like that. Um, so the device you're signed on to, directly you can see more detailed information right if i go to my icloud i can see um my phone my my uh, uh my tablet my airpods i can even see my xbox the tv in the living room it all shows up under that device tag uh, uh tab because they're all tied into to my home kit so well, one of the things i want to uh uh and we'll go into this more in a deep dive but i want to see that level of detailed information for all of the devices uh, uh, you know, in the family, but right now you can just see that detailed information on your device and, and hopefully coming soon, we'll see some more, uh, uh, detailed information, but, uh, just device management and, and, uh, you know, uh, um, just in general is, is an option with, with family sharing. Yeah. For me, I agree with you. I want to be able to see some of this detail on anything. Um, yeah. but I like, if I need support, like the last time my iPad mini took a bath and yeah. wouldn't turn on. <laughs> the easiest way for me to get the serial number was to sign in on the web or look on one of my other devices and pull up the device information and get the serial number so I could tell Apple and they could look it up and they could ship me a new one, right? So yeah. that's great. And then finding stuff and not just my devices. I know we'll talk about that a little more, but that's those are the two biggest things that I use the device management for because because it's too limited right now. And if you want yes. to understand what we mean by that, stay tuned. Um, I think in the post show, we're going to talk about what else we would like to see when it comes to a device management. Yeah. Yeah. 
and you know, I know a lot of this stuff is set, so it's just really wishful thinking, but uh, it's coming up pretty soon. And uh, yeah, I, I hope we get some of this, some of this stuff, some of these improvements. And, and they've been going down the, the road of, of constantly improving, um, uh, you know, uh, FaceTime, I mean, uh, screen time and stuff like that. So we should, we should see some of this stuff, hopefully. So the next thing is device tracking. So <clears throat> with the uh, Find My app, you can see all of the devices in the, in the organization, right? Uh, this, is, this is what we were just saying with when, uh, the device management. So um, we talked about this in, in one of the previous episodes, but real quick, uh, the, the Find My app. So you can do things like you can track the devices, see where they're all at at the moment, or the last time that they reported their, their location, you'll be able to see that. Uh, you can play a sound of those devices if they're lost or, or, uh, or misplaced or something like that. You can play the little, the little pinging or the little, uh, the, the buzzing sound to, uh, to find it if it's just lost in like the couch cushion or something like that. Um, see their last location. Uh, you can put the device in lost mode, right? So this allows, uh, so the phone won't be able to be, uh, accessed, but you can put a message on the lock screen. Like, Hey, if this phone is found, please call me at give your current number or your wife's number or something like that. So you can actually communicate with the person that actually has the device if someone has it. Uh, and then uh, as a last resort, you can wipe that data from the phone. If you, you know, you, you lost it at a sporting event, you know, there's probably not going to be in the lost and found. There's no way you're going to find it. Uh, you can always wipe that, um, that device. And I think important there is that you can do that for any of the devices that are part of your family sharing, right? Yeah. So, you know, if Dustin, who is in Houston, tells me, hey, I'm on the road. I left my iPad somewhere. Can you see where it is? And I can say, well, it's headed towards the airport. Uh, and he's going the opposite <laughs> direction. He can say, can you put it in lost mode and or wipe it? Right. So that yes. as soon as it connects to an internet source, it's going to do that. So being able to do that for any of the devices that are on your family share plan, that's a big deal. So that's one place where I yeah. think Apple's done a good job of saying, hey, let's let anyone in the family or at least the organizer. Um, I haven't checked it out to see if everybody can, but at least I, as the organizer of the family, I can see everything. Right, right. And, you, you know, that's a, that's a thing a lot of people don't think about, right? They, they know Find My iPhone is a feature, right? Everyone says, like, even people who aren't tech savvy, they're like, oh, if my phone gets lost, I'll be able to track it and, and, and see. But how? You know, if your teenager just has their phone, and they're not on a family uh, a plan. Yes, they'll be able to log in on the browser and, and, and things like that. But just out of convenience, like Greg said, his son can just call him and say, hey, track my phone. Or, you know, husband and a wife, she can say, hey, I, I left the, the, uh, uh, the job, but I don't have my phone with it. Can you see if I left it at the job or, or right. you know, uh, or wherever? And they can just pull out their device and track it right then. So just ease of use. Uh, um, with device tracking is is uh, another huge benefit for uh, for creating a, a a you know a family share like this. So. Yeah, I mean you can track location of people, which you know sometimes I want to know is my wife on her way home, right? Because yeah. I've got all three grandkids and I'm about to blow my mind, so I want to <laughs> see has she left work yet or something like that, and so we can do that or um, 
And then the other thing that's in there is the ability to track air tags, right? So these yes, fall under yes. items. Um, and so I have four that are under my account. I have two, uh, one on each of my bikes, uh, one on my wallet and one on my keys. So being able yep. to see uh, where those are and do some of those same things. So this part of, I know my kids are older now, all of the family management stuff, you know, the screen time and all that kind of stuff would have been great when they were super, super young. But now mm -hmm. at the point that we are in life, this is what's most beneficial for me and gives me peace of mind with these super expensive devices and all of the data, right, that's yep. contained on them being out there. Because if my wife loses her phone and somebody gets into it and gets into her Apple ID, it's mm -hmm. tied to our shared Apple card. Right, they can potentially get into all of our bank accounts and yes. all of that kind of stuff. And so this is the thing that I think, uh, for me at least, is most useful. Yeah, yeah, really, really cool feature. So another good benefit that uh, that I think is is more of a convenient thing, right? Apple's always about making things more easy, more accessible, more convenient. Is uh, payment sharing, right? So, and, and purchase sharing. So what we mean is, you know, depending on, on, on your situation, um, you guys can share a single payment option, right? You can have your debit or, or credit card and the, the kids or, or anyone in the, uh, in the family share would be able to use this to make the same purchases, right? right? That way you will have all of your Apple purchases, all of your music purchases, whatever, show up in the same bank statement or, or credit card statement. and um, um, you're not having to actually physically give them the card to make the purchase or something like that, right? Because <laughs> yeah, you know, with kids, you know, yep. you'll see I purchased, you know, some Candy Crush Lives or whatever, but you also see this PlayStation game and another subscription to Netflix and uh, uh, all kinds of other purchases. So this is a way for you to share that that payment option, but not share the actual credit card information with everyone in the family group, right? So yeah. <clears throat> This this was big for us when the kids were little, um, yeah. And I I don't think I think maybe my youngest was the only one that they had this in place on, but mm -hmm. we turned on the ability to say we have to approve purchases, even yes. for free apps. So this had two, this had two safety things on it. One, it's yes. I could say no to an app, and two, they couldn't go spend five hundred dollars on Candy Crush. Yep. upgrades exactly. right which we heard a ton of those back when this kind of stuff first came out and again this was about a conversation we had the conversation that said hey look we're going to be pretty lenient but we're going to see it all and mm -hmm. so there you go and he was fine with that now it's turned off yeah. um the approve or not approve is now turned off he's 18 you know and that's something we turned off recently for him and mm -hmm. um but it still goes through my credit card because we're all on a single payment and you have to be on a single payment, right? It's if you're in a family group, everything's coming out of the same bucket. And so, but my kids are old enough now, they have jobs, they have their own money. And um, my wife is on most of their accounts as the, as a co-signer, right? Just so, yeah. you know, you always want to have a second person on those accounts. And so, you know, yeah. my son will buy something. The other day, he paid $10 to turn off ads in a comic book reader that I would never, ever in my <laughs> life use. 
because <laughs> he's into kinds of comics that are just not for me. Yeah. But I'm like, okay. And he's like, do you want me to Apple Pay yet? Or do you want, do you want to transfer the money? So, I mean, that's just how it works because that's how we've set this up from yeah. the very beginning. So, again, conversations and set expectations. And if they want to yeah. do it their yeah. own way, especially when they turn 18 and you give them more freedom and independence, that's fine. Tell them they can remove themselves at any time, but then they'll be asked, what's your payment information? Oh, mm -hmm. you can't use these services anymore, or you got cut down to the five gigabyte free stuff, So, which is fine. But that's a conversation you have with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's that level of control, right? Because yeah. this, the same thing um, with, with my kids. For my 12-year-old, my it's, it's turned off, right? He can, he can purchase free apps, right? He can, he can pretty much download what he wants. Uh, if, the, if there's a cost to it, you know, about $4.99, $5.99 or whatever it is, uh, he'll send a request to us and it'll you know, we can either approve or decline it. Right. Yep. Um, with my seven year old, we have it the same way. She can't even download free app without yeah. our approval. Right. And when she gets older, it'll be the same thing. You'll be able to choose your own apps and all of that. And it'll just be whether or not we want to charge it. So, uh, as for spending 10 bucks to remove ads, I guess it depends on how annoying those ads are. Right. <laughs> if it was ruining the comic book reading experience, I can I can shell out ten bucks for that. But no, I get yeah. that, right? It's just I would have, you know, on a standard. I think it was more. Uh, it was an anime, so he and his friends uh -huh. are into the anime kind of stuff, which is just not me, right? So I would have never even downloaded the free version of an anime yeah. comic book reader, but that's what he's into. So okay, yeah. right? I mean. Yeah. So, but he knows that I saw it because, you know, he was like, well, I'll pay you now for it. He told me right up front, hey, I just did it. You're going to see the charge. And he knows that I'm going to see it. And if he ever gets to the point where he wants to do stuff that he knows I don't approve of, because this wasn't something I didn't approve of. It's just something I wouldn't have done. Yeah, myself, yeah you right? wouldn't have done personally. Yeah. Yeah. If he wants to get to the point where he wants to do stuff that I don't approve of, he's going to go out on his own because he knows yeah. that that's kind of the way it'll, the way it'll go. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next one, and, and this is a big one, right? So every song, movie, app, TV show, subscription, everything that you purchase <clears throat> with, with uh, members of the group can be shared with members of the group, right? And, and we're talking up to five people, right? We're not talking about um, groups of 15 friends or whatever right. wanting to right. share apps and stuff like that. So I know you remember, Greg, because I believe we shared some apps before in the past, but before family sharing, I remember having to log in on my wife's phone to download an app. And then remember, there was a thing like where if you signed out of the iCloud, you had to wait like 30 days or something like that when you sign back in. So yep. we would sign in, download those apps or whatever. But the problem would always come in with the, uh, with the updates. Remember, they wouldn't update. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless you're signed back into that account. Unless you're signed back into that account. So there yeah. was ways we, we always tried to get around it, just like my son now tried to get around, you know, the, uh, the parental controls. We tried to get around Apple's controls. But uh, before that, that was the way to do it. So now, you know, it, it's, it's easier to share apps, movies, and things like that. And, yeah. Or not. Again, if, if you're an adult in the, uh, in the family organization and you don't want to share those purchases, you don't want to share your, your, your music or whatever. You don't have to. 
and still take advantage of all of these other features, right? But but definitely sharing purchases of of apps and movies and things like that is is really a big deal, yeah. which uh, kind of defines the whole thing family sharing, right? Because you're sharing right. more than just uh, just that. And subscriptions, we'll go into more detail on subscriptions because there's some different subscription options that I believe don't require you to be in the family group, just uh, uh, just part of that subscription plan. But we'll we'll go into more detail about that in the uh, in the post show, but. Uh, Greg, you, you guys, y'all share movies, apps, music? Yeah, we do. So everybody's got sharing turned on and, you know, mm-hmm. especially for my poor college kids, you know, and <laughs> Wyatt's about to figure out what it means to be a poor college kid too, right? They don't oh, want yeah. to pay for their own stuff. So it's on. And, you know, the way Apple did it is great. Um, they do put some limits around it, which is fine. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I wish Nintendo would do something like that. Because yeah. you can buy the digital version of a game and you can download it onto a second switch, but it knows which one's the primary. And if the primary's playing, the secondary can't. If the secondary's playing and the primary wants to play, you can't mm-hmm. unless you say override and then it kicks the secondary one out. And so okay. it's just this. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been pretty picky about which games we've bought on the switch that we wanted to play and so like both Wyatt and I have copies of Lego Star Wars and we both have mm-hmm. FIFA for example so we ended up buying some things twice and it just doesn't feel good right i mean i yeah. get it that's how they want to get the money and that kind of stuff but it just it doesn't feel good and apple in the app store and with their negotiations on their pricing for videos and all that kind of stuff they just it's set up the right way so yeah yeah it almost sounds like that was done on purpose i didn't realize that that limitation on the switch you know me and my son we kind of our gaming genres are 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 too different even though he's playing the older version of zelda now because he sees how much fun i'm having with with tears of the kingdom he's he's eventually going to play it but now he's playing you know the lead up until and and you know the previous games until this one so but yeah yeah this is this is uh I think family sharing, purchase sharing done right, right? Apple's a billion dollar company, right? They don't need to to milk families for an extra six bucks here just because they want to share it with their with their family. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there's money to be made into, you know, forcing families to have to make multiple purchases of the same item. But um, I think this is done, you know, pretty, pretty classy by Apple by allowing us to be able to share music and things like that. So, and, and again, we mentioned subscriptions. There's things like uh, uh, Apple Music and Apple One and, and uh, Apple Arcade that we use here in the house, but that's the only Apple service that we use. So, uh, but again, we'll, we'll talk more about subscriptions, but that's a, that's a pretty big deal. So the next feature we have on the list is the self the 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 health and safety uh, aspect to it now uh after doing some digging we did find that you don't have to be in a family group to take advantage of being the the uh, emergency contact or sos features on on some of the uh the newer devices so let's say you take a tumble on your bike like someone i knew i i know that uh <laughs> went over the handlebars and and uh if this is you in a situation your watch or your phone would contact your emergency uh, uh contact right and again they don't have to be in the family uh, uh group but you know just knowing that 
there's someone that'll that'll be able to get that call or that text to let you let them know that you've been in an accident or you're or you're hurt is uh is a really good um a really good feature to have. I'd like to see him do more of this, and so maybe we'll talk about that a little bit in the post show. Um, you know, my well, let's let's save that for the post show. I'll I'll talk about where I would like to see some health feature sharing in the post show. Yeah, yeah, same here, same here. Okay, so the last major benefit is what Apple calls screen time, right? And this is known as uh, parental controls, right? This is basically what it is in a nutshell: is is parental controls, and so with screen time, what you can do is set uh, a downtime limit. So downtime is the time that they're not allowed to, uh, uh, it's, it's the time when those restrictions are enabled, right? So you can set, let's say school hours is what my, my wife and I, uh, we do for the kids. During those school time hours, they can only text or message me, uh, my, their grandmother, their aunt, my wife. You can pick those contacts. You know, there's no Instagram. There's no all of the apps are limited, right? Uh, during those times, and then when they get home, there's an hour after they get home from homework and stuff, and then, uh, uh, then they can do that. Uh, uh, they can pretty much do what they want on the phone within those those parameters that we already set, the time limits and things. So, uh, the next thing was setting uh, uh app limits. So again, I mentioned we allow them to have two hours a day on social media. They can do whatever social media they want. Uh, whatever apps they want, but it's limited to those two hours, right? Uh, communication limits. You can set who they talk to, what contacts they add to the phone, um, uh, what times they'll be able to, uh, to communicate with those, with those peoples, uh, you know, with those people that you choose again, during school hours, it's just immediate family, emergency contacts, like things like that. After school hours, then it opens up. They can message more of their friends and things like that. Uh, content privacy restrictions um again you can choose to say you don't want this app period on the phone uh, or or um you know you can totally block out certain apps or things like that if they don't need access to the calculator or something like that which they would but you know just an example you can pick that um what else do we have here uh always allowed <laughs> if you remember i mentioned this in my in my uh my story for this week uh so you can say you know during these restricted hours the uh, the restricted time you'll still have access to the phone you'll still have access to messages you'll still have access to the calendar so you can always allow or disallow uh, uh certain uh, uh applications stuff like that so yeah i remember when a, when this first came out we were trying to set bedtimes and then realized yeah. that you know, the kids were in a whole other part of the house. Yep. And, you know, we just restricted everything and then realized, okay, I need to turn messages and the phone and FaceTime, I think, was the other piece. We had mm -hmm. to turn those back on so that they had the ability to, you know. Yeah. To, to message you guys, to communicate yeah, exactly. with you. <laughs> right. So FaceTime, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, FaceTime is the the video uh, uh, chat app screen time is the parental controls. Now this thing is, it's uh, I'm not going to say complicated. It is in some aspects, but there's so much detail that can go into this. This is going to warrant its own show or its own deep dive to really go into the, the, the details of how to set this up, configure it and manage it. So we're going to hold off a lot of the details, but 
just know it, it is what it sounds like. It is parental controls, um, but not just parental controls, right? Greg, you have it set uh, uh, yeah. for yourself, right? You have limits and stuff uh, yeah. set for yourself. Two things I'd, I'd wrap up here. One, don't wait for that full episode to go set this up. We'll put a link on how to do that. Apple's support link on this is great. Yeah. But basically, if you go in and um, hit screen time, it'll walk you through this. I've got two things turned on. Well, three things turned on on mine. One, I've got a limit on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. I can watch biking and camping videos, and I'm into Robot Wars of late. Um, yeah. <laughs> I could watch those things like all day long. So I turned on a limit. I know how to override it. I know my own screen time passcode, right? And I can do that, but it pops up and I've got it set really low. I think I've got it set on 30 minutes for YouTube. And so it'll pop up and I can override it if I choose to, but it's just that kind of a reminder, right? To, hey, you've been on this for 30 minutes. At least I realize how much time I've been consuming doing this. Um, I also use the, the same set of settings to restrict the media. To the levels mm-hmm. I want. So you can say in music, you can say allow explicit or not. Same thing for podcasts. And then for like TV shows and um, movies, you can tell it what ratings and below. So you can tell it the highest rating I will allow on my own device is X. Now, not X as in, you know what I mean, right? I, I only want to go to this, this level, but yeah. um, I can override it if I choose. But it's just that extra reminder of, hey, do you really want to do this? And so, um, and then I talked about this in a previous episode, but I also have an extra passcode set, or I have the setting turned on to not allow account changes. And we talked Mm -hmm. about this in one of the launch episodes, that this is an extra security feature. So if somebody got a hold of your phone and got into it, but they don't have your... um, device password and your apple id password or if they got your apple id password it's just one more pin number in their way of them being able to go in and mess around with your apple account so apple ids if you're into the apple ecosystem have become a huge deal i was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about moving from passwords to pass keys and the hosts on the podcast agreed that the last password all of theirs that they're going to move to pass keys is their apple id because yeah. it's just tied to so many <laughs> it is. things. Yep. So, but the other thing I would mention about all this with Scream Time, don't just think of this as controls. Think of this as opportunities to teach and educate your kids and to go through that in a controlled, phased manner. So you mm-hmm. start with less. It's always easier to start with less and open it up as you go along versus to give them the world and then try and take right. things back. That rarely goes over well. So, but it's an opportunity to do that. And I was listening to a podcast today. We'll put the link in the show notes. But um, the author um, wrote a book about how screen time was impacting us. And pre-pandemic, people were spending an average of four hours on their phones. That didn't count Mm -hmm. all of the other screens that they had. And there's some real social and mental impacts of that kind of screen time. So I don't think we mentioned that, but period, you could say you only get X amount of time, right? On your device, end of story. And if nothing else, you get a report about whether you spent more time or less time. But there are some real, real impacts on that. I'll put a link to that podcast. It's the first 10 minutes or so of that one that they talk about phone time. Um, But that's, use this as a process. 
Go through this process with your kids. Explain what you're locking down, what you're not, why, why you're not locking other things down, yeah. and then let them know, this is when I'll give you this opportunity, or this is when I'll give you this opportunity. And um, like our youngest son didn't ask for any social media accounts for like two years later than everybody else mm -hmm. did. He just didn't care. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's, that's, a good, that's a good outlook. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, and one of the things we forgot to mention too, you know, it's not just about control. I know we keep saying that, but you also get a weekly report. I get a yep. report every Sunday night about my usage during the week. And you can see, you know, Friday night, I'm not using the phone as much or, or Tuesday, I use the phone way too much. So you can actually get a report on yourself about your usage. So it's not just a, a control feature. It's, it's a reporting thing too. That's another benefit that we, we didn't mention. So, you know, just to, just to wrap things up, um, we just want to talk briefly about how we use family management, even though we, we, we said throughout the, uh, throughout the show how we've been currently use it and uh, why do we use some of the features that we, that we use it for. So I, I manage, you know, my devices here, my personal device, my wife, my two kids, and my grandson. Um, we also have the HomeKit iPad that we talked about in, the, in, the, in another episode. And, you know, I was going to talk about why I set it up that way versus just like Greg said, some people use a different Apple ID on, on their Apple TV because everything is so, is so uh, you know, intertwined with your, with your Apple ID now, uh, your iCloud account. It, you just don't want to have that information on multiple devices. But um, so I, I'm just current, uh, you know, currently managing those six device, those, those six devices. And, you know, like Greg said, it's not that I have to know where everyone is at all the time, but you know, things are crazy nowadays. I want to be able to, you know, just at a glance, just see where my family is at a certain time of the day. If you know, my wife hadn't texted me in a couple of hours or something like that. Well, let me just check and see if she's okay. And I look and I see her and all of my kids are together on the map traveling on the same direction. And I know, Hey, everything is okay. I don't even have to text. I don't even have to message or anything like that. Now, when there's a situation where, you know, I track and, or, you know, not necessarily, necessarily track because it shows up in the widget on the screen. So I just glance to see where everyone is at. And my son is, you know, way in, uh, you know, North Houston somewhere, my wife. So I message and I'm like, hey, what's going on? Well, oh, he wanted to go to his friend's house or, or something like that after school. They're going to the skate park or something like that. So, again, you know, it's just a safety thing. You know, you have to always be conscious of, of where everyone is at, at a certain time, just nowadays where there's so many shootings and, you know, things happening at school and, and, and all over, you know, you, you want to make sure that everyone is where they should be at, at the time, you know, it's just as, as a safety precaution. Uh, another thing too, is like I said, just the, um, uh, being able to limit things. If, if the, the surgeon general is releasing a warning, now, this is the same thing they did for cigarettes, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, if the Surgeon General is issuing a warning about social media, then, you know, guys, we have to really start taking it seriously and seeing the effects that it's having on our on our children and things like that. So uh, being able to limit those things are it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I said, when when my son, his his two hours are up and he'll message, you know, sometimes I'm feeling generous. I'll give him an extra hour. but uh, as soon as he gets the, uh, the, uh, the notification that it's been declined or not approved, he grabs a skateboard and he goes outside, you know, yeah. that's, that's really a good thing. So, 
you know, and again, we we don't like to parent parents, as we say here on Gadgets for Families, but, you know, just giving you guys the advice that, hey, you know, a little control is not necessarily a bad thing. It isn't, total control is an illusion, as we always say, but um, it's not a bad thing, guys. Yeah. So for me, I've got four currently. Um, two of my kids are out on their own and one mm-hmm. switched to Android and just had to buy a new Android phone. I got the text message from her Google account saying, here's your ID. And when she called me and said, did you get my text code? Because she had to set it up on a brand new phone. So, of course, she couldn't get a text because it went for a swim in a not pleasant place. And um, <laughs> so, you know, then I went through the drill and made sure it was her calling me. I mean, it's the kind of stuff you do. But yeah. anyway, so I've got the four. Um, when I count the number of devices, so that's four people, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's 20 plus devices between the TVs and the iPads and the home pods and the headphones. Cause all of that stuff shows up and then I've got air tags. Yeah. So I've got a, a bunch of air tags on there. So I use it for the tracking of the devices. We gave up, we used to have a different app that we tracked where everyone in our family was. Um, mm-hmm. but we found out that they were selling all of your information, not really good for a location tracking yeah. app. Um, so we use Apple cause they're not going to do that. And so we use it for those same kinds of things, right? Is she on her way home or is she left the store yet? So I know whether to even bother her to tell her to pick up something else for me. And, mm-hmm. um, then, but the bigger thing for me is about sharing the subscriptions. Um, you know, and we'll talk about those later. So for me, it's find my and sharing subscriptions, um, because I'm beyond the point where I'm going to manage, uh, their time as much as I would like to maybe manage some of the social media time for some members of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, or at one point, you know, the amount of time that was spent playing Fortnite, which you can't play on the iPad anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, they're all my family is now at the point where I'm it's hard enough to parent adults in the things that matter. Mm-hmm. Yes, these things are important, but when, when your kids become adults, you really pick and choose your battles. Yeah. And this is just not one. If they want to you know, waste their time away on Fortnite, then that's their choice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's about it, folks. I think we've, uh, we, we've covered everything. If there's some things that we, we missed or... Some things you would like us to talk about, you, you guys can always reach out to us uh, through Instagram, through, uh, uh, through the website, which is Mount Nebo Consulting. Yeah, uh, you guys can you can reach us there and just give us any comments, feedback on the uh, in the uh, podcast app that you're listening in. Uh, you can always leave us feedback there or contact us through that. So, yeah, yeah, guys, uh, um, f- future show ideas, uh, anything like that, you guys just reach out to us and let us know. Just a programming note, Jason, since I don't think mm-hmm. we'll get a chance to tell everybody, is that next week is WWDC. Yep. And instead of releasing a big episode, and all full disclosure, I'm going camping and I don't want to have to deal with a full episode. <laughs> but, uh, and you shouldn't have to. Right. What Jason and I are planning on doing is watching the keynote, which is at 10 a.m. Pacific. Um, either right after that or the next morning, we're going to record a show. It'll be hot takes. It's not going to have the structure, you know, any of that kind of stuff. I'll probably be editing it from a picnic table somewhere. So edits might be even less than normal, but just if you want to know what our hot takes are on that, that's all we're going to release 
next week. It'll be labeled as a bonus episode. You'll see it in your feeds. And then the week after that, we'll get back in with episode five and um, probably do some follow-up on WWDC. And I haven't gone in and looked at our list of topics to figure out what's next, but it'll just be a different episode next week. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. So, you guys, uh, that's going to be it. We're going to end it right here. Uh, anyone, that, like I said, if you want to stick around, we're going to talk about uh, some, some more information on family management, some things we want to see in WWDC that, you know, as it pertains to family manager and uh, uh, family management. So uh, thanks, guys, for listening, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Hasta la vista. I, I like that. I don't know if that's a cool <laughs> podcast closing or not, but there you go. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll roll with it. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, folks, thanks for sticking around. If you're still listening to us, that means you're, you're really geeky, just like we are, <laughs> and you want to get some more information uh, about family management and stuff. So thanks for hanging on, and, and uh, we'll, we'll jump right into it. So one of the things I noticed, we did an episode where we talked about, or we did a deep dive where we talked about uh, things that we wanted to see in general out of WWDC, right? But I noticed neither one of us put any, uh, you know, improvements to screen time or, or uh, uh, family management or, or any kind of organization and stuff like that. But uh, after I really thought about it and preparing for the episode, I do have some things that I want to see that uh, uh, I'm hoping, you know, fingers crossed that they announce uh, uh, coming up in at WWDC. So, um, yeah, I mean, some of it, I didn't think of it, Jason, because a lot of mine it revolves around some privacy stuff. Yeah. And Apple is so reticent to open up the privacy door. And so yeah. I'll yeah. talk about those things when we get in there. It's one of the things I appreciate about Apple. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I've, you know, a lot of the podcasters that I follow, they say, I'm an adult. I can make a decision. Yeah. I wish <laughs> Apple would allow a little bit more of that. Now, having played with Android a little bit last week, I don't want that level right yeah. and too Apple, many buttons too many dials and switches right and the verbiage was what i got hung up on like um apple it's a toggle everything's a toggle right and mm -hmm. if it's green it means it's turned on if it's not green it means it's turned off well where my uncle got hung up is he had a uh, route to voicemail and so mm -hmm. when you when you pull up the contact and you pull up the menu there it said route to voicemail or unroute to voicemail. Okay. And they showed yeah. up contextually. There was no button. There was no nothing. And so when I went and looked at his stuff, it was saying unroute to voicemail. And I'm okay. like, okay, does that mean it's routing to voicemail or that's not? Well, I knew it was because we had been testing. And so yeah. when I hit that, then it turns it around and says route to voicemail. So I had to explain to him, if you want it, whatever it's doing on there, when you tap it, it's going to do that. If you don't tap it, it's doing the opposite. Yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was confusing. And so one of the things that Apple's done really well is they make things pretty obvious, right? But then they don't give the, I don't want to do what I used to do with Windows Mobile, which was try and download applications and hack into stuff and do all that kind of stuff to get the really awesome form factor phone I had at the time working just the way I wanted it. Yeah. I don't want to have to do that. 
right? But I want something that's in between the simplicity and super controlled and locked down iOS operating system and Android. I want something that falls in the in between those two, right? So let yeah. me make some decisions. And that's where I think some of this stuff we're going to talk about today is going to fall into. Give us the option. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. So some things are, are simple with just an on and off switch, right? But if you want a little more detail, a, a, a little more, what do they call it, like advanced options or whatever, that, that, that option is always available to you to be able to turn on and off, right? If you think back to like the control panel with Windows, right? They have a simple version. You see what you need. It has details or whatever. Or you can go to switch to a more detailed version or, or advanced options. And you can see everything listed out of what you need. So, right. you know, we're, we're, you know, all of these years into iOS, and I know they keep building on it and building on it. Maybe it is time for uh, a few more complicated, you know, features, a few more advanced settings, uh, I would say, that, that will allow us. Or just leave that turned off and just leave simple settings, you know, leave simple settings yeah. on and, and for the... Uh, the mainstream user, they'll still have the simplicity of how settings are today. So, but yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. So with family management, I mentioned earlier, I want to see more detail from everyone's devices, right? Uh, if we go to iCloud now, we can see even serial numbers on devices like that. Um, I want to be able to make sure that my wife's iPhone is on running the latest version. You know, we talked about those security, uh, those uh, quick security updates that they're doing and all of that. And I'll tell her, you know, update your phone tonight when you put it on your, on your dock or whatever. Sometimes it doesn't get done. Sometimes it's waiting for a passcode or whatever. And I really want her to, to be uh, uh, up to date as well as all the devices. You know, my daughter's uh, iPad, which, you know, is locked down most of the week, Friday night when it's, uh, she's home from school and she's trying to find it. You know, it's usually under the couch cushion or under her mattress, you know, somewhere in her room. Buried in the stuffed animals. Yeah, yeah, buried under all of her, all of her stuffed animals. Um, I want to be able to view and also push updates to those devices too. And and uh, I saw in your note, uh, it, you know, I'll let you get to it, but I didn't think about that. But that's exactly what I want too. I was so I was just gonna say, so Jason, let me tell you. I think we both want MDM light. Yep. Right. Yep. And so just for those of you, I know this is the geeky section, but if you stuck around, MDM is mobile device management. So yep. when Jason and I were working at Stewart, we had about 2,600 iPhones that were considered corporate devices. So we had policies. They had to be updated to the latest version or no, don't update yet because we haven't tested it. Mm -hmm. And we needed to be able to see all kinds of stuff related to this. And so it was very extensive. It was pretty expensive, but we could kind of go in and see the health of all 2,600 devices at any given time. Now, these were paid for by the company. The plans were paid for by the company. So, and we weren't doing privacy invasion. I want to be clear about that. The company yeah. never really did that. No. But um, we needed to be able to see that stuff. And if somebody's phone got lost, we were the first ones they called and we needed to be able to do stuff about it, similar to what we talked about earlier. And so that's what I want to see when it comes to device, family device management. If we talk about family management in general, 
give me the ability, like you said, to see if they're on the latest OS and get support if I need to. I would love to be able to just look up, you know, their serial number and tell yeah. Apple I need help with this. And oh, by the way, I'm the family organizer, so you don't need to talk to my wife. And so here's here's what it comes uh, down to. My my boys will probably take care of themselves, but my wife would much rather I have every permission I needed, all of the information I needed, and just deal with it mm -hmm. so she didn't have to. She just wants to use her tech, right? She doesn't yeah. want to worry about it. Is it updated? She doesn't want to worry about, is the battery health starting to go on it? And that's why she's seeing issues or... If she gets some sort of an alert, it'd be nice if I got notified that she's got some sort of a hardware alert. So some sort of MDM light that she can opt into mm -hmm. and say, yes, give him all of these permissions yep. on yep. all my devices. Because then when she needs a new phone, she tells me what color she wants. I don't have to ask her how much memory she needs or wants or any of that kind of stuff. I can see it all. I pull the phone down. I log into the system. I put the image on it to use the MDM terminology, right? Yeah. I make it look just like her old one. And she wakes up in the morning and I hand her her new one and I've got the old one and she never even yeah, never thinks about it. Or if, it's red and, or if it's red and looks exactly the same, which these models of iPhones lately have all been the same. <laughs> she doesn't even know. She's like, hey, did you swap my phone? Yeah, okay, because it's working just like the old one, but it kind of feels better. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> that's, that's what I would like to see um, is to be able to do that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm going to have two sons at college, mm -hmm. right? And Dustin's in Houston. And so when he's having issues, we're trying to FaceTime and screen share. You know, if he could just say, hey, can you go see if you can figure out what's going on? That's what I think would be a huge win on this. Again, it's opt in yes not forced yeah right yeah yes yeah. so you we don't want someone to just necessarily just give up control of their devices for someone else but my wife is like yours and actually just in general when you work in it right the, the definition of like a, def, a desktop support or anything like that is to make everything invisible to the user right we, right we they want it to just work right um, you know, I mentioned I work IT for oil and gas company. We work financial services, whether it's uh, whatever IT department you're in is for another company that has a focus on something else. Right. And those employees need to focus on their job. Right. Uh, uh, the people at, at Stewart, they focus on title services and, and things like, you know, all of their other things. None of them were IT experts. That was our job was to keep all the technical stuff invisible. Right. I kind of want that now for the family, right? My son, he's, he's, you know, getting more technical and stuff like that. My daughter, she's seven. She doesn't care. She's opening this app. It won't open. It keeps crashing on her. Here, dad, I don't care what you do to it. I just need my app to work, right? I want to yep. make my, my pony's hair purple, or whatever app she's playing. So, yeah. and it's the same with my wife. You know, I'm constantly always, like I say, I'm telling her, hey, there's a security update out. Make sure you update your phone. She doesn't want to deal with all of that. Right. Nope. So uh, anyone, any any mom that's that's managing her, her kids devices or, or things like that, you know, to be able to push those updates out or at least view the update. That way you can still get up and, and grab the phone yeah. and physically update it. But at least having that information on my device would would help us a lot better 
and and managing yeah. these devices so I think the other thing just in general that I'd like to see, and I don't know how they're going to do this because it's such a touchy subject, even if you think about husband and wife, mm -hmm. my wife got, has air tags and my sons have air tags. Mm -hmm. I can't see them at all. Okay. And I know why they do that, right? It's because they don't want abusive relationships or, you know, any of that kind of stuff that these become stalking devices mm -hmm. right but again if my wife wants to opt in and says please let my husband see where my bike is all the time or my keys yeah or dustin so we've joked around about this dustin's a violinist and his violin is not cheap so one of the first places when we bought air tags that we put one was in his violin case yeah so and he flies home and, you know, if he calls me from the airport or, you know, he has to grab somebody else's phone because his phone isn't working for some reason and says, my violin's not, I can't find my violin. Somebody grabbed it out of the overhead before I got there. Yeah. There's nothing yeah, I yeah, can do in that scenario. If he doesn't have access to his iPhone or his iPad, mm -hmm. there is absolutely nothing I can do to help him. But... In that case, if I could see his air tags, then I could do it. Now, what I could do in theory is I could sign in on the web using his Apple ID and password, yeah. Yeah. right? But that's just, that's not good. Um, I mean, we use a password vault, so I could in theory go in and get it and deal with it that way. Mm -hmm. But I just, there's got to be a better solution for being able to see family sharing, if you're sharing pictures, if you're sharing location, if you're sharing all of this other stuff, yeah. why can't I opt in to allow certain air tags of mine to be shared? Because I'd love my wife to be able to see where my keys and my wallet and all that kind of stuff are. If yeah. I say, hey, I'm out at the store, I think I left my wallet back at the house, but I want you to make sure. Which and has happened to us several times. Yep. I can see that it's at the store, but I'd like her to be able to use the Find My features, right? That points you in the right direction and mm -hmm. says, go in this direction. Yes, you're closer. Now it's three feet away. Now it's two feet away. Now it's one foot away. Hit the button and you can play the sound because they're not super loud. I mean, they're only yeah. the size of a quarter. But then she could say, oh, I'm right in front of the couch. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's here. Yeah. So, yeah. again, this is about opt-in. This is about willingness to share privacy. Now, I have this relationship with my wife. You do as well. Mm -hmm. There are other relationships where there's not as much trust and understanding yeah. and transparency and all of that kind of stuff build up. So they have to be very, very careful um, doing that. But I'd, yeah. I'd, just, I'd like to be able to opt in on that because I would share mine with all of my kids because I don't care. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I do share my location with both of my kids kids that are on my family stuff they can see where i am because i mean they know where i'm at yeah so <laughs> you're in your office i hardly ever leave my house camper or, yep yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i filled up for gas to go on this trip on thursday and it's the first time i had filled up my truck since easter and that was the last time we went to my mom's yeah my truck was and i only had to fill up like two-thirds of a tank so you know over a month almost two months yeah, yeah. <laughs> My truck hadn't used enough gas to need to be filled up again, so that tells you where I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're not you're you're walking distance. You're not very far. So yeah, they'll be able to find nope. you. So and yeah, yeah. Not everyone's family structure 
it's going to be like ours, right? Because you'll still be able to use these features when it's just you and the roommates, right? You and your, you and your, uh, uh, yes. your, your group of friends and, and things in the house. And remember, you can pick and choose what information you want to share. You don't have to share your location. You don't have to give someone your you know, control over your device to block apps and stuff like that, but still be able to benefit from the app sharing and the location sharing and someone being able to find your phone and stuff. But I didn't know yeah. that AirTags didn't allow that. I thought AirTags no. showed up just like nope. your iPhone would. I mean, even think about this situational stuff. So you talked about how the world that we live in a crazy world. Yeah. I mean, my wife yeah. and I were talking today about both of our childhoods. Saturday morning, I'd get up and leave, and I just knew I had to be home by yeah. dinner. Yeah. And my mom didn't know where I was. As long as I, I mean, she knew I couldn't go real, real far, but odds are I was within some sort of range and um, I would have lunch wherever I was because, you know, all the moms kind of expected if all the kids were at their house, they fed them lunch. You know yeah. how that went, right? Yeah. And I lived in a small town. I didn't grow up in like Houston. So yeah. um, but those days, they're gone. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Um, I still live in a small town and I still get concerned about some of that kind of stuff. And so, you know, you brought up if you won't let your kids walk to the grocery store, but let's say you've got a group of friends that are at college mm-hmm. and there's five of you and, um, you know, one of your female friends says, Hey, I'm going on a blind date, Yeah, you know, and can I share my location with you just for that time frame, Yep. so that you can make sure that I don't, you know, end up somewhere I shouldn't or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And if I have a, a air tag on my keys or whatever, not only are you seeing my phone, but you're seeing my air tag. Yep. Right. What yep. would be wrong with opting into that and saying, cause you can do some of that in messages, right? If you're not sharing location information right now, you can mm-hmm. go into a message thread and say, share to the end of the day or share for the next hour. And I do that. Like my sister, uh, our families camp together on occasion. Mm-hmm. And so if we're like traveling and we want to know who's going to arrive at the campground, when all that kind of stuff, I'll just share my information. Yep. So when we go to my mom's, we go down this canyon that's kind of sketchy. It's a very, very dangerous <laughs> road in Utah. And it would be great if I could just temporarily say, hey, not only share where my phone is, but also where these air tags are. That way, if my phone blew up on yep. the way down, or, you know, the air tags would there be there. And instead of me having to, text her every time I get out of the canyon, which is what I have to do because she's my mother, yep. right? <laughs> then she would get an automatic notification that said, hey, he's out of the canyon and now you can't see his location yeah. anymore. Yeah. Those are the kinds of things, again, opt in, opt in, opt in, opt in. Let us make adult decisions and opt into this kind of stuff and make it easy to know that we have done it. You know, I mean, they mm-hmm. set reminders that say, hey, you're giving this app location information. Do you want to keep doing it? do it with this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. If it's not your air tag or if you're sharing your air tag with somebody else, say, you know, every week or whatever it is, say, Hey, do you want to continue doing this? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or no. So I'm glad I you don't think they'll up- do it. Cause I don't think they figured it out, but it yeah. would be nice. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up that, uh, that real world example, you know, of going on blind dates and stuff like that, because, um, my brother, my, my second oldest brother, we actually do that. Right. He'll go on a date. Hey, I never met this, this lady before, or I've been uh, uh, chatting with her, or I met her here. I'm meeting her at this address, and he'll send a location or whatever, or share the location for those few yep. hours. So that's a feature that's currently available now, even if it's not in a, uh, 
in a family uh, uh, sharing situation, right? You don't have to be a part of the group to take advantage of the right. situation. Also, he sells, he's a, uh, what do they call those? Sneakerheads. These guys that buy and sell these shoes. <laughs> uh, I never understood that. I'm, I'm seriously, you know, I'll $50 pair of shoes and I'm fine, you know, as long as they look nice. But he buys, sells, and trades shoes that are like thousands of dollars. Now, when it gets to a certain amount, we automatically say, I have to go with you, right? Me or my other brother, we have to go together. Uh, we see on the news all the time, there was a guy last week that went to go buy a PlayStation. Uh, I, I felt a kinship to him because he's a gamer too, but he got robbed and, and shot and killed. So this is a feature you can take advantage of now. So uh, yeah. definitely start sharing your location with someone you trust, uh, even if they're not in your family group. So uh, yep. definitely, you I, don't just, wanna... I just want it to be... I want it to be built in, yeah. right, and more flexible than it is today because that's very specific. You have to have a message thread with the person. You have to go in and you have to turn it on. Yeah. I just would like it to be a little bit more flexible and like let us make some decisions. So anyway, yeah. there's yeah. my, there's my. Please let me make my own decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So with me, so and again, we're we're putting off screen time you know, on purpose, because it's, it's definitely pretty complicated. But if we're being 100% honest with each other, I think it's a little more complicated than I would like. Yeah. Right. For the average user, right. We're talking and don't get me wrong. I don't want to discourage anyone. We're going to include the, uh, the setup process and stuff. Uh, uh, Apple's uh, setup instructions and stuff in the show notes. So I don't want to discourage anyone, but it's definitely not for your average user. Right. And it's not just Apple. Again, I mentioned earlier uh, some of the game systems like the Sony PlayStation, uh, uh, the parental controls on there is is a mess. You know, I think, you know, in my opinion and and some of the other things, you know, even on like some of the TVs, uh, Comcast, Xfinity, whatever cable service, all the parental controls are just so complicated. Sometimes people don't want to deal with it. And I don't think screen time is any different. It is a lot better. It offers a lot of controls, uh, uh, some of which you won't have on other platforms, but it definitely could be a little more simple, a little more user-friendly, right? It, it shouldn't have taken months for me to realize <laughs> that YouTube was in the allow, always allow, and but the YouTube app was included with the social media and stuff like that, you know? And that's, that's a me mistake. I'm not blaming Apple for that. That's, that's definitely my mistake. But uh, again, your 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 light users, your your light uh, household tech person wouldn't pick up on things like that until there's an issue. So uh, definitely some some ease of use features, um, some simple improvements like that. Um, another improvement that uh, I would like, and and I know I mentioned this several times, my son has and my daughter they have a way of spamming us. Whenever we don't approve it, <laughs> approve a request right away. And my daughter, she'll actually get up. <laughs> it's so funny because she'll come and people looking, they, they can't, uh, they can't see me on the screen, but Greg, you can see me. She'll, she'll send a request. I'm busy. I'm in the middle of something. My wife is, uh, uh, she's working on something or doing her homework. She'll come with her iPad and she'll just hold her iPad like this. She just hold her iPad like this up. She won't say anything. She won't say please or she won't say and she'll just stand there and she'll just hold or she'll hold it in her hand like a notebook. And she'll just be standing next to me like so 
uh, my, my son is different. He'll send a request over and over again until it's either approved or declined. So I want to see a simple, just, you know, uh, uh, just a simple, you know, just to make my life easier, a way for them to send a request and that's it. You know, maybe a reminder, yeah. maybe one reminder, or maybe in my notifications, it'll remind me sort of like, you know, when you have an important text message, it'll remind you again, hey, you have an, a message from Greg, you know, respond. But um, definitely they shouldn't be able to spam over and over again to send those yeah. requests over and over again. So just a just an ease well, of life kind of thing. How about this, right? I mean, they send you a request and you have more than just accept or decline. You could have options that say yes, but not for an hour or not yeah. for two hours and then be able to reply back to them and say, I don't want you doing it right now. Find something else to do for the next couple of hours and then you'll have more time, right? I mean, you talked about they go outside. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's more that could be made available. Now that makes things more complicated, mm -hmm. but Apple should be able to pop up a universe that, uh, 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 a pop-up, right? A, uh, interface yep. that says allow now, allow later, decline, send a message, yeah. right? Yeah. And you just go in and do that. I mean, that would be great because you could say, hey, your chores aren't done. Go do your chores. Yeah. Then I'll think about it, right? I mean, that kind of stuff. And so there's a lot that they could do. Um, again, we'll see what they come with. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want it to be accurate and consistent. So I turned it off for me. Mm -hmm. Well, I, it's still tracking it, but I've turned off all the reports and stuff because mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was accurate. And like sometimes I could go in on one device and I could see the whole picture but I'd go on another device and I wouldn't see the whole picture, even though everything was sharing back and forth. So I've never got it to be accurate and consistent across different devices. And then for my son, he had an iPad that was a school iPad, okay. but it's on a different Apple ID yeah. and it's not part of the family account. And so, you know, I didn't know what he was doing on that. And so I just, I haven't found a good usage for screen time, I like more of the real-time reminders and kind of stuff. But I think if they made it simpler, maybe it would make it more accurate. Mm -hmm. um, but that's been my struggle. So if it was accurate and consistent, I might give it another try. Um, I really s had issues with it when I used an iPad as my primary device. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> my screen time was eight to 12 hours a day. <laughs> and it's not any better now that I have a Mac. Yeah. Right. Because it's counting all of this kind of stuff. And so I agree with you. Simplify this and make it so that people can make good decisions. Right. Yeah. Because if I just see, hey, you're you went from 10 hours to 12 hours of screen time last week. If I don't think back to, oh, yeah, it's because I was putting in 12 hour days because I'm getting ready to go on vacation. So that was a good thing. I mean, it's kind of hard to figure out yeah. what to do with the information that they're, that they're providing us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and the, the last thing I had was to, um, to fix that screen time widget. I mentioned, uh, it was last week or maybe the week before that my widgets don't work right. Right. And I keep deleting them and re adding them and, and, and re, um, I, I think it's just a widget in general. It's just not, not coded very well. Right. It reports on my son pretty good, 
right and and this is all uh, when i mean by widget it's the uh it's so i can see it at a glance on the home screen right, right? I, I can open up the app and view all of the information i want to see right i don't track my wife's uh her usage and stuff like that uh, that's turned off so with hers it's just uh just some simple information i can't remember off the top of my head what's there but with my kid my, my kids it actually shows which app they're using the most which limits are, are they hidden and, and things like that for my daughter it's always zero it's always zero it's it never updates my son it updates maybe maybe a couple of times a week i'll look at it and it gives me an accurate you know an accurate number most of the time i have to actually go into the uh the screen time app to get an updated um um you know usage count and stuff like that so you know two kids two different devices hers is an ipad his is a phone and a macbook um but uh yeah i i don't know if the device is a, is a factor in that but you know we're, we're talking basically the same settings they they do have differences because he, he's older but uh, yeah, hers just doesn't report right. His reports right every now and then. My wife's yeah. it it always seems to stay at zero too. But yeah, and that's that's I think that ties into what I said about accuracy. Yeah, right. And so I don't I don't even bother looking at my wife's because yeah yeah what she's gonna do there. And but we tried it a little bit with our youngest, and it just I just couldn't seem to get an accurate picture so i just relied on the limits that we put in place and again the power of having conversations with your kids is um you know i asked him do i do you want to get more social media accounts or do mm -hmm. we need to make changes and he's like i don't care yeah right so either he's found a way and he's working around all of my stuff right and he's just not telling me and i haven't found it for the last three or four years or he just really doesn't care so Okay. Well, I, I had a couple more things, but I think that's more of uh we can squeeze that into the topic for the next show or, or whichever show we include the uh when we talk about health and fitness and things like that. So yeah, we're we're I'm showing an hour forty nine. You wanna go ahead and cut it off here? You want me to cover subscriptions since we told folks in the regular show we were gonna do that? Well we did. We so, did. I just uh Yeah. Was trying to save time. This but will yeah, be quick. Yeah. Let's jump into it. So this is to me, this is one of the biggest benefits of, uh, of having this family sharing. Mm -hmm. um, not only if I go purchase, you know, movies like we bought all of the Harry Potter movies and then the Secrets of Dumbledore, you know, all of those movies, that's the kind of stuff that we're into. And then the kids can watch them and um, we have them available. I actually don't buy a whole lot of movies anymore, but when we do buy one, it's, it's important to us. And so then it's available for everybody to use. So that's a big deal. But sharing subscriptions to me is a bigger deal. So again, there's four of us right now. And actually, Wyatt doesn't use the music part of this. He actually uses Spotify. He shares an account with his sister. So, I mean, maybe he doesn't want me to know what kind of music he's listening to. Whatever, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that's his choice to make. But I'm looking at Apple's subscriptions and... So we've got the Premier Plan, which is their highest-end subscription. And the one reason we needed that is because I needed to go up to two terabytes of space because yeah. they only have 50, 200, and two terabytes. Yeah. <laughs> big and gap we were, those two, yeah. we were pretty big over 200, so we're probably, I don't know, I can go in and look right now. But we knew we were over 200, and most of that is photo 
right? And media and those kinds of things. But we're nowhere near two terabytes. So, okay, you know, I've got to go, um, I've actually got to go deal with that. Actually, we're, we're at 680 gigabytes now. Okay. So wow. we're well over the 200, <laughs> right? Wow. And um, so we needed that. So that was number one. I could get by without Apple TV Plus, fine, mm-hmm. but I can't get by without Apple Music. We are such a big music family. My son's going to be a musician for a pro- profession, right? Um, and incidentally, the new Apple Music Classical app is really good if you're into any of that kind of stuff. I know most people won't agree with this, but I have forgotten how much I enjoy really good opera. Yeah. And it's just made it super easy for me to go in and listen to a bunch. It's the kind of stuff that I can sit down and work and have opera playing in the background because usually it's in a foreign language I don't understand. But I get my music fix, but it doesn't distract me. So anyway, so we are definitely a huge Apple Music family. My wife, me, uh, Dustin, like I said, Wyatt's using Spotify, so that's fine. Um, we do like Apple Arcade. My wife mm-hmm. really enjoys the kinds of games that end up in Apple Arcade, and I've got several of them that I play on a regular basis too. So, and then Fitness Plus, we used for a while. We probably need to use it more because I need to do more variation in my exercises. And then News Plus, which I I can ch- I check on occasion. Mm-hmm. I actually have on my list of things to do to try and get all of my Twitter feed into the News Plus app. Um, cause I think most of the publications are in there, yeah. but we'll see. But so that's like $59 worth of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And you get it for 33. So there's a pretty big savings there. And that means everybody doesn't have to go out and buy their own stuff. So yeah. if we had to, all three of us, let's put Wyatt aside for a second. But if all three of us had to do this, then you're talking about buying $17 a month right to just get storage space only 50 gigabytes which were all over 50 so we would then mm-hmm. have to upgrade the additional storage space apple tv plus music and arcade so you know times that by 3 plus the upgrades for the storage space and we're spending way more than the $33 yeah right it's like one of us is getting free one of us is free on all of this is yeah. basically what yeah. it comes down to so um that's what I would look into. I'll put a link in the show notes to the subscriptions that they offer. You can buy all of this stuff individually. Like if you just want music for a family, it's $17 a month. If you just want arcade, it's $5 a month. But mm-hmm. that extra storage space is 10 So when I add this up, I have to have the storage space. That's 10 I have to have the music. That's 27 I want arcade. So that's 32 So I'm just getting TV Plus, Fitness Plus, and News Plus yeah. for free. Okay. Yeah, and, and it sounds so, like it's worth it. A lot of people don't consider that, you know, but they, yeah. they want all of these features. And and it may be someone, two people in a home, two roommates or, or you know, a husband and a wife, and they both have those subscriptions. You know, look into these, these uh, family uh, subscriptions. It's, it's uh, a good benefit. Yeah. And the, so I, I think into the future, right? So when my two boys have their own group set up, do I go down to the twenty two ninety five a month? Well, maybe not because it's only two hundred gigabytes. Yep. Of which, cloud storage, which right? is the one we're at. That's the one we're sharing. Yeah, and so like if I my I'm at a hundred and I'm at one hundred and fifteen gigabytes, just me. Okay. 
right? So that only gives, if we wanted to do the 200, that only gives my wife 85, and she's actually at 154 gigabytes. Okay. <laughs> so. And I'm sure she takes more pictures of the grandkids and more videos and things like that. Yeah. What I really don't know is Dustin. He's at 280 wow. gigabytes. Worth he's not deleting so, anything. <laughs> no. No. So he's going to be... He's going to be, he, if he moves out into the family, he won't even be able to use the base family plan. He'll have yeah. to go up to Premiere automatically. So, but I mean, it's important. It's, yes, it's, you know, $33 a month, but um, it's probably one of the last subscriptions I would get rid of. I don't pay for Disney Plus, for example, because it comes with my cell phone plan. Yeah. But I would, I've given up Netflix. I've given up a lot of that kind of stuff. I would probably give up Amazon Prime. Really? Before. Yeah, even with the shipping stuff, I would probably give up Amazon Prime before I gave up this subscription. Yeah. So, you know, priorities. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's why we have the family group, and my kids are probably going to not want out of the family group until they absolutely have to, <laughs> yeah, because they then have all to. of a sudden this comes out of their pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... I think the only subscription that we're sharing, we're on a 200 uh, a gigabyte plan, right? It's taken up by, so you actually gave me a pretty good idea. So um, the next episode, we're going to go, we're going to talk about photo management, how we do, how we manage photos and, and things like that. So, well, after the WWDC episode. So I don't keep a lot on my phone. So that 200 gigabytes is taken up by everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> that uh that uh contributes to that that storage which is plenty for us because again i offload a lot of mine to to our local storage here in the house um we share apple tv we uh we had a trial for um i'm drawing a blank here the last device that i brought uh that i bought oh the iphone that uh that i got you know to give us what the three month trial or whatever um we're going to do apple arcade for the summer while, while the kids are here, uh, most of the time, they can play actual good games instead of yep. all of that, that junk that's just and basically... They are at, really good games. Yeah. yeah. So. And uh, uh, that's it. We don't do Apple Music. My son listens to Spotify. I listen to Pandora still. Yes, I'm old-fashioned. I know I still, <laughs> I still love Pandora, even though it's tons of ads. And uh, my wife listens to the Amazon uh, Music. You know, because she can go in and say, play this song and it'll play the exact right. song that she wants, which, you know, we don't have that on on Pandora. I don't have it on Pandora. And I believe it's the same with Spotify, but my son uses that. I don't I don't I'm not too familiar with the app. I think they started doing podcasts and stuff now, too, um, or, or either they started doing it, you know, a year or so ago. But um, yeah, so we don't we don't have one of the big subscription plans we pay for these individually and we all share them oh there's also uh a learning app uh that the kids use what my daughter uses and my grandson uses and that's a, a a yearly subscription that that we pay for and it's preschool numbers colors things yeah. like that um but yeah yes uh sharing subscriptions is uh um i think is is a huge plus you know if yeah. if i had to buy a lot of this stuff separately i just wouldn't buy them you know what I mean? If I had to buy Apple Arcade, which we love, and you know, we're just talking five bucks, you know, uh, what is it, four ninety nine, five ninety nine or something like that. Four ninety nine, um, yep. 
if I had to buy it for both of the kids, then, you know, that's 10 bucks. I probably wouldn't spend the 10 bucks, even though it's not a big deal. But since we can all share just the five bucks and, and uh, yeah, it's a no brainer. You know, I'll just spend it and I'll jump on and play sneaky Sasquatch every now and then. And and the kids yeah. will have their games and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. All right. That's all I got for subscriptions. Okay. Yeah. And we're, well, I know you're going to cut it down. We're right at two hours. So, but uh, yeah, thank you guys for, for listening and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. See you later. WWC next week. Looking forward to it. <laughs>